Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's Myrony Podcast. I'm so excited for my next guest because um, she's here to help celebrate the one-year anniversary of this podcast, and we get to hear all the incredible Myronies in her life. So I want to share with you about Michelle Marie. So Michelle Marie is a tarot reader and Western and Vedic astrologer. Her practice is dedicated to helping her clients understand the spiritual lessons and avenues available to them through astrology and tarot. Astrology, tarot, and Vedic studies provide the keys to questions regarding career, relationships, family, finances, and anything else involving your current or past lives. Because she has experienced the healing power of astrology and tarot firsthand, she is dedicated towards sharing these valuable and insightful tools with others and looks forward to getting to know you and helping you live your best life here and now and in the future. So we will have how you can connect with uh, Michelle a little bit later on, but let's go meet her and hear how astrology and tarot has changed her life. And also more importantly, what are the myronies connected to it? Hi, Michelle Marie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so, so, so excited to dive into the whole world of astrology and and uh, so I have to ask, is it tarot or tarot? You know, you can say it either way. Okay. So is, it kind of, is, it, is it kind of a tomato, tomato kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, I've, hear, I've heard people say both. So I think that you can get the point across with both pronunciations. Well, it's funny because I did a little intro, you know, beforehand and I said tarot and tarot. And I'm like, okay, I just want to, I just want to clear that up for, for listeners. So you, you can say it both ways. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm even more excited because your episode is going to be coming out on the one year anniversary of this podcast, but there's so many things that's connected to that date and that number, which we'll get into, I think a little bit more, but first I want to kind of have the listeners, you know, hear about you, how you got into astrology, how you got into, so, okay. So which do you prefer? Do you say tarot or tarot? <laughs> uh, tarot. Tarot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to use Tarot from, you know, from this point on in, in this conversation. So, but what, um, I know your life is just full of myronies. And so one of the things want, you know, we, we can look at myronies as the crazy coincidences that happen in life. We can also look at them as spiritual breadcrumbs where 
you know, it's kind of like something happens, we pay attention to it, we pick it up, we follow it and follow it. And I think with your story of how you um, got into astrology in the first place was quite a irony. Am I correct? You are correct. Yes. I, uh, I first got into astrology without really knowing what it was when I was nine years old and I was on a Girl Scout trip out in the woods and uh, we were just camping out for that week. And part of the uh, activity list that was put in place was our astronomy badge. And the way we got that was to uh, set up all of the equipment and then look up at the night sky and identify the various constellations or planets that we could see. Now, this is on the island of Hawaii. It was a new moon night, so you could see quite a bit. And I'm with my best friend at the time. And she points up to Delphinus and says, oh, uh, that represents Aquarius and I'm an Aquarius. And I go, what's an Aquarius? <laughs> And she goes, oh, it's an astrological sign and it's what I am. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, and my stone is amethyst. And then I'm like, what? Like, I don't know what an amethyst is. I don't know what, it, what an Aquarius is. I'm nine. And so I, uh, I was intrigued because I thought that was a really interesting way of looking at the world. And I did get my badge. So yay. <laughs> and uh, I started going to the library at school because you know back then we didn't have google so we went and we we went to the librarian and we went to the card catalog and we found the title and the author and we went and we got our books back then so i got a few books on astrology a few books on stones and I actually started collecting little crystals and stones and uh started really looking into it and finding it to be absolutely fascinating and so, uh, you know, flash forward, I was raised in a military family and we moved all the time. Like I've moved 34 times and I'm 38. So, oh, wow. Yes. Yes. So military. And then there, the other moves are another story, but, uh, I moved around a lot. And so I had to make friends fast when you went from school to school and place to place. And this was kind of my social icebreaker for people is I would ask them a few questions and then say, oh, you're an Aries or, oh, you're an Aquarius or, oh, you're a Capricorn. And they're like, what's that? And then I would talk to them about it. And if they knew what it was, they're like, how did you know that? So it was kind of my way of getting to know people just right off the bat, because most of the schools that I went to, a lot of the kids were best friends since the kindergarten. And so trying to get into those social circles was pretty difficult, especially for a kid who just kind of showed up and didn't know how long she was going to be there. So flash forward to college. And by then I was pretty good at it. And I was looking for a more uh, rooted, grounded support system in college because I'd just been uprooted my whole life. And so there was a sorority that I had my eye on and I uh, went through a process called Rush and I was accepted into the sorority. And of course, during rush, I was guessing everybody's sign. And I think the real clincher was there was this one girl and I just, I kept going back and forth with her. And I said, were you born like May 21st, 22nd? She goes, how did you get my birthday? And I'm like, cause you're on a cusp and you're this sign and this sign. And she goes, oh, okay. And it was, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> because you can take on the personalities of each sign. And uh, so uh, one of the gals, I, I got into the sorority total blast absolutely loved it just an incredible group of young women from all over the world and uh one of the main reasons I also joined that sorority was because I had to keep my GPA above a 3.5 and 
most of the girls in this sorority were highly academic and had tutoring and things like that. So I didn't bring my GPA down. But anyways, long story short, uh, one of the gals uh, was in contact with a local business, a metaphysical clinic in the area. And she said, you know, you should go down there and check it out and maybe read a chart and show her what you can do. And so I did. And I got to meet her and she looked at my chart and we just clicked right away. And she said, well, do you want to, um, you know, spend some time here or read charts here? And I said, absolutely. And so I started doing that and that was just an absolute blast. And I found that at the beginning of my practice, I got a lot of women that were hurting. And I noticed that that was a big theme uh, in the types of readings that I was giving before I would even sit down and go over a chart, someone would just tell me some really dark stuff. And a lot of that, you know, comes from my Mars and cancer. My nickname in college was mom and cancers are kind of the moms of the Zodiac. And so my, my, the way I act, the way I, um, my inner warrior is like a mom. And so <laughs> if someone's sick or hungover or, you know, something happens, they're like, go get mom. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of like that when I was doing charts too, I would just, I would comfort them and say, you know what, this is part of your spiritual journey and you're so brave. And I'm so proud of you for all, everything that you've done to get through all of that. And you're just a bigger, brighter, more beautiful person than when you started and know that your, your pain is actually transforming you in a divine and beautiful way. And just being able to be there for them at such a vulnerable moment was such a gift. Yeah. Wow. Well, and you know, it, it's um, from that higher self perspective and for those that want to adopt this concept of you know, somehow our higher selves choose everything that happens in life. And so even those ugly, dark things that happen, it's kind of like, well, why did we choose that? You know, and it, whether it's for our soul growth or whether, you know, we, we karmically have something to work through or how, how do you explain it from an astrological perspective? Well, the best way I could describe it is through a quote by Yogananda. And Yogananda, he was a very famous Swami and he was known um, as the author of the autobiography of a yogi. So he's pretty well known in throughout the world. And what I believe he said was, astrology is the study of man or woman's response to planetary stimuli and the stars have no conscience, benevolence or animosity. They merely send forth positive and negative radiations of themselves. These do not help or harm humanity, but offer a lawful channel for the outward operation of cause and effect equilibriums with which, with which each man or woman has set into motion in the past. So it's karmic. A child is born on that day and on that hour when the celestial rays are in mathematical harmony with his or her individual karma. His horoscope is a challenging portrait revealing his unalterable past and its probable future results. But the natal chart can be rightly interpreted only by a few men or women of intuitive wisdom. So what I think he's saying there is that the planets, the nodes, they represent our life journey, our spiritual journey. And each time we either inhabit a human body or another plane of existence, it's to grow into what we call source or the divine or God. 
And the more trials we go through, the more our own individual jiva or ego gets chipped away and lets the light of God shine through. So through our suffering, we let the light of God in. And so what I tell people is, you know, even if I don't find a lot of karmic baggage in your chart, especially if I'm reading their Vedic chart, you did sign up to have some of the more egotistical parts of your nature worked on so that you can let that divine light shine through. Wow, that, that, that's a beautiful way of explaining, you know, because it is so interesting when you look at, you know, it's like you have your overall sign, right? And then, you know, you got your, what, your sun sign, your moon sign, you know, all the different things going on, but then it comes down to the actual time that you were born. And so the concept of that, our higher selves, our souls know when that's going to happen. And that it really is almost like this perfect alignment that needs to happen. That's kind of like what it sounds like what you're saying is that we really truly, and when we, and you want to talk about, you know, one of the things I love saying about Myrony, it's the divine design that interweaves us together, which I'm going to share how, you know, you and I got interwoven together, but you know, the, the, but if we look at also divine timing, that kind of is explaining everything. Yes, it's our vibratory essence is literally the time and place in which we came down at the exact second represents the vibratory essence of our soul and what we need to work through, at least in this plane called Mitra Loka, the place where things come to die. Wow. So I know you mentioned, you know, Western astrology and Vedic astrology. So for our listeners, what would you, how would you describe the difference between them? Okay. Well, Western astrology is, it's based on the seasons. So if you look at the, well, you can't really see this behind me, but if you have your YouTube channel, you can't. <laughs> so uh, it starts at Aries and this is the start of spring and it goes all the way to the end of winter. And so it's based on the seasons, the equinoxes, the solstices. And it was basically devised originally by the uh, Babylonians and the Sumerians. And then it's just been just launched off from there. The, the Romans took it from the Greeks and so on. So it's basically an analysis of the stars in the sky at that moment of time and what patterns that they saw, what was going on in the village, what was going on with this particular ruler, what was going on with this particular uh, event. For instance, if there was a, uh, if there was an eclipse going on mm -hmm. and they said it was in this star group, what can we expect to happen? And the reason they were able to do this and to to make these predictions is because it's it was going on between four and 6,000 years long, this particular oh. study. And so they were looking up at the stars for thousands and thousands of years and writing down every baby that was born, every event that happened and taking notes on what they observed was going on uh, for the community at whole and for, you know, very important individual people as well. So, you know, after a few thousand years, you start to notice some major patterns going on, a lot of myronies. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> the last time Uranus was in alignment with this particular constellation, this happened. And then it happened again and again and again. So you start to see the patterns. It's like an accounting process. Uh -huh. And that's the beauty of astrology is it can be micro. It can be very personal. 
like I said, it's it's your individual soul, your jiva, and it can be very macro. It can foretell things like the coronavirus mm-hmm. or uh, uh, an earthquake or you know something major or or worldwide that is going to happen as well. So, and then you go into Vedic astrology, and Vedic astrology is there the alignments based on the fixed star constellations. So it's more of a mathematical approach. And the reason there's a 25 degree, 24, 25 degree difference between Western and Vedic is Western astrology was basically set in time uh, about 2000 years ago. And they've kept those measurements. Whereas Vedic astrology keeps up with the measurements of the time because the earth's axis has moved since then. And we're at a slightly different degree than we were then. So that's the degree difference, but I do find a lot of overlap between yeah. the two. And I find a lot of overlap in other uh, forms of astrology as well. There's Mayan astrology, there's Egyptian astrology, there's Chinese astrology. So you can find overlaps through the different types and forms of astrology. It just depends on which one you're interested in. Well, I know that you did my chart on the Vedic side and you went so, so, so deep. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. So to listeners, you want to get your chart read, you want Michelle Marie to absolutely do it because it's the most fascinating thing. And what it was so incredible is um, the, the level of, you know, it's like when we receive these confirmations, when we've received this information at another time, and then you hear it again, and it's like, okay, what there, there's got to be something to this, right? And yeah. so I want to share with the listeners how you and I met, because we met on a show called Ask the Oracles, which is uh, Jeff Culver has this incredible show with um, Monty and Amy Farber, and they are, they, they use these Oracle cards, and, and you know, they're just, um, Uh, so intuitive themselves, the mediumship and, you know, just messages coming through and beautiful. And I was being given guided from a claircognizant point of view. And again, claircognizance is just this gift of knowing, but I was, I was guided to be on that show, which happened to be on, um, it, it was actually my, it was actually my birthday of September 14th. And, um, and it was like, it was really strong. Like you need to be on that show. And so it just so happened that I got called into, you know, this, uh, this live Zoom show and you, Michelle, didn't even have a picture of you or you weren't even on camera. You just had your name, card, whatever, you know, just like, I don't even know if you had anything. So I didn't know, I had no idea what you looked like, you know, just, just, just saw your name. And then you happen to have taken pictures, screenshots of that, of me being there, plus, you know, the cards that you had pulled up and, and put them on Instagram. And that's how we ended up connecting. Cause I was like, oh, you know, we started just kind of chatting. And then I was like, you know, we should maybe get on a Zoom and meet. And absolutely amazing. And, you know, the thing is, is that I could have absolutely chosen to not really do anything. I mean, maybe we might have met along the way, but you know, the the one of the things with um, I encourage the listeners is that when something like that happens, it's like, well, maybe the irony of it is because you're actually supposed to connect with that person, mm-hmm. and you have to take that additional action for that for it because that could be the catalyst. So you need to take an additional action for it to continue. 
And so, but what was even funnier was, I mean, our first conversation, you know, we talked for hours and it was just amazing. <laughs> but, you know, I share this, um, I, I share my story openly, as you know, but there was one specific thing that you said that I knew you and I were meant to talk much further because you received a message from when I had my experience and it was connected to, because I, I said this, I got myself arrested after I had this experience and you're like, did you punch a cop? And I was like, no, I did not punch a cop. <laughs> but the fact that you were receiving this message, I was like, okay, you know something more than what you know other people may necessarily know. And I'm like, we need to dive into this a little bit more. <laughs> and you know, for anybody who wants to hear that story, I've shared this many times, but on my friend uh, Sense of Soul podcast, which actually, Michelle, you, you were on that recently too. Um, but uh, if anybody wants to hear that story, um, I go much greater detail. But why I'm sharing this is because that was the other piece to the puzzle where it was like, wait a second. This isn't just some, you know, like, hey, so nice to meet you. It's like, no, you need to dive in deeper. And, and I will say, then we really started diving in deeper. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yes, you have a very beautiful chart. And since I've been taking uh, rules and interpretations with Kamala Sutton, she's my current teacher, very good. Uh, I've learned even more about your chart. So it's, oh, wow. yes, you can go pretty deep because I've read all of her books, but you can go beyond the books. So <laughs> it's, well, it's a lot of fun. Well, you know, what's, what's, what's really crazy is that you started going deeper and deeper into my chart. Like we were planning on talking. And then unfortunately I had the tragedy of losing my nephew yes. to suicide, you know, 14 years old last, um, uh, last October. And, you know, which was beyond devastating and it's still devastating, of course, but I, I actually love the irony that you and him have the same birthday. Yeah. I don't know anybody like, else who has my birthday. I, that, that's saying something because I know everybody's birthday. <laughs> it's up, it's up here all the time. <laughs> so I know a few celebrities, but I don't know anyone personally that has my birthday. It's just not a very really? popular birthday. Yeah. Oh, well, that yeah. means even more that you're connected to him in that way, you know, because um, I actually, you know, I have mediumship abilities and he's come through and, and mm. you know, but it's just uh, like, I know that this, this, um, this past birthday, I was just like, Michelle connected to this, you know, and so it's like, it just, I guess why I'm bringing that up for the listeners is like when there's tragedy and when there's, you know, difficult things that happen. And, you know, I mean, we both agree, you know, that's not, this isn't our, just our one time around, you know, and, and for whatever reason, it doesn't, it doesn't explain, you know, why it happened or, you know, it's, it's just an absolute tragedy, but I know I know his soul, you know, whatever his soul growth is, you know, it's like, that's not just not his one time around, you know? And so, but when, when I heard that you were connected to that date, I was just like, it, it actually brought like peace in my heart. So that's yeah, even I'm means so more. Sorry. 
yeah, it, it makes me, you know, I get a little teared up, but he was so young and such, you could see he was such a beautiful soul. And I love all oh, the photos that you shared and uh, you and him together. And you could see what a bright light and spirit. I know, I know I'm getting, I'm getting emotional too, but you know, it's just, but it, I will say there really was this sort of peace knowing that that date. So I have to ask, what is it with that date? Can you share with me? a little bit <laughs> uh, uh, you mean his his birthday well, or you about the day that you had your so. okay 727 well that's uh pushya and pushya is actually a very beautiful sun to be born under it means to nourish to thrive it's it's a flower that doesn't really reach its bloom until later and it doesn't realize how beautiful it is to other people so it, it, it goes about life, this particular soul, not really realizing what a beautiful, bright and shining light it is and how many other people appreciate its, its beauty and its significance. That's why it's represented by the flower. Um, it's ruled by both Saturn and Jupiter. So Saturn imposes those restrictions where Jupiter is kind of like Santa Claus of the Zodiac and gives us what we want. You're in Jupiter, Dasha, right now. And so it's a really good balance to have in one's life. Uh, mm -hmm. so that you have uh, it's because the sun is the ego the individual soul the jiva and his jiva you know it it had a lot of great energy so but he perhaps didn't realize how beautiful he's shown and how much other people appreciated him for his gifts because he didn't see it so and I yeah. struggle with that a little bit too so he, he was actually such a little old soul I mean you could just you know I just but again I mean, we, we can't explain it, but, you know, these things, unfortunately, we, these things happen, but I, I guess my biggest thing with the listeners is that, you know, when you've lost, you know, when tragedy like that has happened and um, it doesn't mean that that's just the end, you know, it's just, there's, there's a, there's this beautiful soul growth that will continue happening and you know, and also it's like, ask for those signs, ask for those beautiful signs from above, you know, from your loved ones and they love showing them. <laughs> and that's what I love the divine irony that you two had that number connected. You know, what's even funnier is that when I had my experience, I literally thought at some point I was just going to be taken. And I thought I was going to be, this is the most ridiculous thing. I thought I was going to be um, put on an airplane. Mm -hmm. Now, why this is funny, because my dad was a pilot and I kept seeing this airplane and like seeing, it was almost like, it was almost like the Titanic reunion, except on a plane. <laughs> and I guess I'm going to, for the listeners that haven't heard this, so I had this experience that happened on May 10th of 2015, where I somehow spent 24 hours with God, God presence. I can't explain it. And I was shown all these things and then I was told, okay, now you're, you got to go back, but these things are, you know, going to be like, it was showing like what the future for, um, was actually showing the future for humanity in this really beautiful way. But I was given the message, okay, there's going to be pain involved. And I'm like, well, wait a second, I got to go through, you know, more. And I didn't believe that I, I really thought at some point I was just going to be kind of taken, I guess as you know, some will say the rapture, I'm not saying it like that, but like, I really just thought metaphorically, you know. yeah, 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 that, that, that would probably be the best way to explain it is that I would just 
disappear. And, but I thought I was going to be disappearing and somehow getting on a plane reunite. Well, why I'm saying that is what's so funny is that 727 was an airplane. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was actually a, a, a one of the planes my dad flew. Oh. And, you know, but it's just kind of funny because then that's the connection of the birth dates. And I just, I just recently realized that. I was like, maybe that was the symbolism. Oh yes, there's symbols everywhere for sure. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly it. So, you know, it's like, it's kind of like reading between the lines, reading between the messages. And it's like, when we see something, you know, there could be an, an alternate way of looking at it. And so that's what I think is so fascinating about the astrology side is because there's so many different levels and depths to it. So, um, you know, so which we're, we're, we're going to get into a little bit more because one of the things, um, well, you, you actually, you, you talked about in college and so then you just kind of kept building on this and building on this. It sounds like, uh, yes, yes. I did take a little, uh, break because I did, uh, marry into an evangelical family that did not accept astrology as a, a practice, uh, that was appropriate, uh, so, uh, once I got out of that situation, because it just wasn't a good situation, um, for anyone, <laughs> I, uh, picked it up again. And my now husband, uh, is very supportive, triple Capricorn, just, he's my bedrock. You know, he keeps me very grounded, you know, my head's up in the stars and he's down here. So <laughs> he's great at keeping me grounded. And um, so I have, I have an amazing support system in place for that. I know maybe some of your listeners can relate to this is Christianity in some sects does not accept astrology. However, the birth of Christ was foretold by a star. So if you look at the way that astrology is used in the Christian context and in the Bible, it is just another way of seeing signs from God or the divine, wherever you want to call source. And in looking at the stars, you can see those symbols, you can see those myronies, and you can begin to make those connections and realize that even though life may seem chaotic, even though life may seem uh, just a mess, that there is a real order to it. And there really is a, uh, a divine plan in place for you and for your life and that they're not separate. In fact, God created the stars. So... <laughs> I I love that. I love the fact of, you know, bringing that in. And, you know, it's like the one thing that, you know, I, I definitely, um, well, I I think that if we start putting it more together, we'll see a more beautiful picture, you know, and, but it's just like, if, if there's anything that really truly makes sense, the concept of living and dying one time, is the one thing that does not make sense. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't justify it in any in any means. And so it's like if there's one thing that people could maybe open their mind a little bit more, but not necessarily deny what they believe. That's not what it's about. It's not mm-hmm. about denying anything. It's just saying that hey, maybe we're not being shown all the truth. Because maybe we're actually supposed to be able to put it together and, you know, start accepting that maybe just not one group of people have received all the information. 
And that's what's so beautiful about this community that we're in. It's everyone has their own beautiful and unique perspective. There's a parable about the sages and the elephants. And all of the sages were either blind or blindfolded, depending on what story you're listening to. And they're feeling the parts of the, the elephant. And they're like, oh, it's a tree. And he's feeling his, his leg. Oh, no, it's more like a, like a rope. And it's feeling the tail. And it's like, no, it's more like that. They're all feeling the same elephant, but they're taking a different perspective based oh. on their interpretation and what they're able to feel and see. And basically, we're, we're all down here blind, trying to find our way back to the source. So right. we all have our unique perspective perspective to bring to the table and uh that all comes from this just incredible universe that we live in it's so wide it's so expansive and it represents the divine that is in all so we're all going to bring a different perspective to it and that's what i think is so beautiful about our community is i may be able to make a connection with something that you went through and that you interpreted through astrology or tarot and you're able to make uh, a connection like you said, through the different myronies in your life and paying attention to the patterns and the symbols and the numbers in my own life. So we have this beautiful collaboration going on. Well, and that, as you know, is my dream is to have everybody start sharing their myronies in addition to their selfies on social media, because I really do believe that if we start putting these out there, mm -hmm. there's going to be so much interconnectedness in this, in, and like, that happened to you? Oh my goodness, that happened to me too. Or, you know, and it's just like, I just got to figure out how to make it happen. But I know one day it's going to happen because I know I'm just a messenger of the word. It's not my word. <laughs> you know, it's, a, I really truly believe it's, you know, it's just this, it's, it's, it's a more divine way of looking at, you know. Yes, your messages are very divine and very beautiful and they touch a lot of people. So it's, it's a great, great way of expressing divinity. Well, I have to ask, is the way you met your, your husband now, is that a Myrony? Yes, I met him in my dreams before I met him in real life. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad I asked that question. Yes, and what's really crazy is my, my husband at the time also had the same dream. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm like dumbfounded now. I did yes. not realize wow at the yes. same time uh same time same night and my ex-husband told my now husband the dream that he had and i had the same dream okay so. can, can you share the dream because i okay. know we're all we're all curious <laughs> okay so just to kind of give you a little bit of background i basically um married into a family that grossly took advantage of me like they were just basically using me for as an extra income. And I found this out later and I'm out of it and I'm okay. And so that's over. Um, but I had a jewelry store at the time that I was owning and operating that I was just called to do. And my um, now husband came in and he was basically sent there by my ex-husband who was joining a group that he wanted to be a part of. It was a uh, rotary. And so what ended up happening was he came into my store and he saw me and I saw him and I was with a customer at the time. And he told me, I immediately recognized you and I hadn't recognized him yet. And so I was like, okay, whatever. You're just, you know, some guy that's helping out my husband at the time and da, 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 da. flash forward about a year. 
we are in a new house in a new area. And I kept having these dreams. I hadn't really seen this person or had any contact with them, but I kept having dreams about this person. And I had a really vivid one where he came to the house, drove up, he gave me a hug and he said that he loved me. And I said, I love you back. And it was like, I knew him from another life. And so I woke up and I'm like, well, that's an interesting dream. And my husband woke up and he goes, I had a dream about, and he said the exact thing that I wow. had. And yeah, so it was really, it was a little freaky. And so I'm in the store and my husband comes in and he starts telling my now husband about the dream. He'd had the dream too. Wait, so your now husband had, he the, had the dream, dream? too. He had the same dream and Whoa. he's like, I've been afraid to tell you this, but I've loved you for thousands of lifetimes. And he told me this privately. And I'm like, I'm married. I'm a Christian woman. I am hundred percent dedicated to my husband. I made a vow under God. Well, what ended up happening was my then ex-husband. Um, I found out that he was not telling me the truth about anything about the schools he went to, about his job, about his background, about where his money was coming from. And I started confronting him about these things. And his reaction was to poison me. So my now husband, I got him on the phone and I said, I've collapsed. I can't feel my legs. I don't know what's going on. And he rushed in and said, what's, you know, and so then flash forward court system, everything else happened and um, I'm safe and I'm okay now. But the person that I married was not the person that they presented themselves to be. And my now husband basically saved my life that night. So that's another major irony. And I actually am in a rules and interpretations course with Kamala Sutton to do Vedic astrology. And that happened the day my yogic point hit. And the yogic point is an, it's a um, secret point in your chart, which reveals God's grace. And I have the same yogic point as my now husband. Exactly. Like the same degree it's in. Yeah. It's in Venus at uh, between 18 and 19 degrees of Leo. So yeah, it, it happened that night. So that's kind of the myronies that I, that I see in a person's chart is that they have a major event that occurs in their life. I look at their chart. I look at, I go, I start from, you know, kind of the outside of the house. I go way in. And if I have to go through the drawers in the basement to find something, I will. <laughs> and we find it. And, and that's the, that's the key. But uh, you know, my, I found out that I had been being drugged for a long period of time uh, once, once I started getting away from the situation and into a more secure location where people didn't know where I lived. And uh, I started detoxing and that was a very difficult process to go through. And if I show you a photo of me back then, my face was very enlarged and red. Um, I, was, I wasn't as recognizable as, as you would say I look now. Uh, because I had been drugged by these people for so long. And it was because they'd opened a life insurance policy on me and then tried to collect on it. That's the night that he he put a whole bunch in my drink. And yeah, so, (laughs) so yeah, I, I was going through that detox and my now husband helped me through all of it. And he was, I mean, we we were really good friends before we ever started anything. And we're it, it, it took me a few years to really even be romantic with anybody because of what I'd gone through. And he was just my best friend through all of it. So it was pretty amazing what he, what he did in my life. And then flash forward, I marry him on 11, 11. 
And on the day that I married him, it completely matched up with what's called a Navamsha chart. And that's your dharmic or your, your partner, your marriage chart. And all the planets, except for two, which switched places, Venus and Jupiter, were in complete alignment. The nodes were in alignment. The major planets were in alignment. So I knew that it was divine uh, inter interception or just whatever you want to call it that brought us together. And he's been a huge part of my healing process. He's a practitioner of Hatha yoga. So he introduced yoga into my life. And I was a big Western astrologer back then. And I actually found Kamala Sutton. And as it turns out, she works for the same organization that my husband was a director for, my now husband for Chicago and New York is the Sivananda yoga organization. And so that's another connection that happens. So my Vedic astrology journey is also connected <laughs> to this, this, uh, this divine timing. Wow. That is okay. Yeah. That's my irony to the umpteenth degree. Holy geez. And, you know, for the listeners, there's a really beautiful book, um, uh, called, uh, only love is real by Dr. Brian Weiss. I've brought it up many times, but that book is such a good explanation of how your, how, how we have our, our, our soulmates our different levels of soulmates, but we have these karmic soulmates that we get connected to and then we have you know like how your husband is who's the true soulmate and the fact that he knew you know for thousands of years and you know it that it, it is it's like that almost immediate recognition it's very interesting don't you don't you agree or do you agree that it's like one will recognize it's very rarely that both recognize it at the same time he recognized me i didn't recognize him i was being drugs you know just to kind of like <laughs> but, oh yeah. But, yeah but what i've heard with soulmates is that it's usually one and then the other one can, but it's not necessarily so it's kind of like for the listeners it's like don't think it's just going to be this immediate like you know magical fireworks kind of on both sides but it is this sort of recognition where you're like i know you like yeah, he how said he do i know you glance. yeah he's just like i knew you okay <laughs> Oh, and then to hear how, I mean, that's on so many different levels. <laughs> well, and when I was younger, I used to have a dream about, uh, I called him the angel man and he had long blonde hair. And whenever I had a nightmare or I was, you know, suffering from abuse from one of the daycares that I was in, or that's a whole other story. Um, I would have a dream of this angel man and he had, he was this, you know, beautiful, I'd say man in his mid twenties, he had long blonde hair. Um, and so I'm, I'm going through some photo albums that my husband had found my now husband. And I looked and I went, Oh my gosh, it's my angel man. It was him in his mid twenties. Cause there's a bit of an age gap between us. And he had long blonde hair. He was a total hippie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And what was funny was the belt he was wearing was the exact same belt I was wearing when I, when I was looking through the album and I just went, this is so weird. It was like a rainbow kind of belt that I just put on for that day. And so, you know, it's just another irony, but that was when I recognized him. I said, you used to visit me in my dreams when I was a little girl and just make me feel protected. Wow. So yeah, that was really neat to have that, that connection as well. And that, that's what he is. He's my protector. He's amazing. So. Oh, that's. Oh my goodness. I have like goosebumps all over because that's just, that's so incredible. And that's, that's the concept of what my irony is. Like you can't explain that. You can't explain 
how any of that happened, right? You're just like it, but it has. And it's, and the, even though we can't explain it, doesn't mean we should deny it, right? You know, so, so in addition to astrology and tarot, I mean, I know you got, you, you got quite some gifts there, girl, like, <laughs> you know, when we're talking about clairvoyancy, where you see things, clairsentience, where you feel things, clairaudience, where you hear things, cognizance, where you know things, what do you, what gifts do you connect to or abilities do you connect to? Well, I didn't really know it was a gift until I got into the community and someone just kind of like I was I was talking to you and I was getting a movie playing in my head as you were talking like I know I know what the door looks like on the room that you entered I know what the where the beds were I can see the furniture um you know I could see what what happened when you were taken away I mean I saw as you were talking to me it was like a movie playing in my head and when I realized when I was younger even until now when people tell me their story like you were talking about your your nephew I I imagine that person in my head and I can kind of see them as you see them because you're sitting in front of me. And I guess it's a form of empathy. And then uh, I guess, I guess clairvoyance. I'm not Yeah, really- it would definitely be clairvoyance. Yeah. Um, that's what I, um, and for the listeners, anybody wants another really amazing book, it's called um, The Light Between Us by mm. uh, psychic medium, Laura Lynn Jackson. She really explains the different levels of what and and actually it was that book that I read that I understood the concept of claircognizance mm. because I don't see things very rarely do I see things or or I just seem to have no things like it's just I, I can't explain it I was like oh my goodness that's what it is you know so it's kind of like I, I think one of the things um it's so important to point out is that when you really know something or you or you, or you see something or it's just things you can't explain like don't discount yes. it try to see what the connection is. And um, I didn't realize that when I was telling you the story that again, people can go to Sense of Soul. I was came out on February 22nd of 21, where I tell the whole story, but I didn't realize you were like seeing it like a movie. That must've been a fun movie to- <laughs> It was interesting. You were pretty out of it, but it was because you had had this divine vision. And I actually looked at your chart on that day and your Rahu Kitu, which are called the nodes, were going through an alignment on that day. And so just to kind of explain what that looks like, because you did ask me to look this up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, so very interested in knowing what 821 represents. That's the... Okay. So today uh, we're actually having something called Naga Panchami, which is uh, Kalsarpa yoga. And it's when uh, the uh, people of, you know, whether you live in India or you're just a follower of, of Vedic studies, you go and you pay homage to the Nagas or the divine serpents. Now the divine serpents are representative of a divine occult knowledge, but the only way to get through to that knowledge is to honor the guru and to rise above the Sarpa tendencies or the tendencies to, to bite and to uh, cause ill to other people. So if you're able to rise above these more um, lower vibrational tendencies, you can gain beautiful access to higher knowledge. And so that's kind of the, the metaphor behind this. But and that's the, and you're saying that's today. So for listeners, today. today is August 13th that Michelle and I are having this conversation. Yes. Just so and you put out dear, what that day is. <laughs> you, my dear, have one of the most pure Kalsarpa yogas 
in your chart that I've ever seen. They are, all of your planets are completely hemmed in. So on this day that they honor this, this divine and occult knowledge is the day that, you know, people with your chart would go in and pay um, homage. And it's not necessarily, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping this, this snake that lives in a hole. It's, it goes beyond that. It's recognizing the divinity in all things, including snakes. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that God's prana or his breath is in all and not and to get beyond the fear of the snake. Because snakes, you know, if you, if you get around them, they'll leave you alone if you leave them alone. But if you agitate them, if you agitate the Sarpa, it will bite. And that's kind of what Rahu Ketu are in your chart. So Rahu forms the head of the celestial snake and therefore um, identifies with the um, lower brain or subconscious mind. And that's where the ego resides. And you were going through your Rahu uh, Mahadasha during the time that you had your uh, experience. So your nodes were completely activated. And what that basically pointed to was that you were entering into this, um, how do I say it? You were basically either bitten or awakened, the snake awakened in your particular uh, chart. And you were, Rahu was going over Kitu. So you were basically coming up against your past life karma and your past life selves. And you were being put in front of your higher self at that moment. So it was a very, very difficult energy to go through. Um, it's, it can bring up a lot of uh, psychological issues because you are basically seeing the world in a way that other people aren't, if that makes any sense. I mean, you are so spot on on everything that you're saying. With this. yeah, and and what it can do, it can cause some anxiety for no apparent reason. It can it can actually you know really disturb the the naughties or the, the 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 inner consciousness that you have because you're basically being ripped out and shown this completely different way of of being and seeing the world. And knowing that not everybody goes through this experience to the degree that you went through, um, it could it caused some uh, it it caused your your mind to almost have almost a fear or a phobia based effect to the people that were around you. But a more positive understanding of this subconscious is it was basically allowing you to overcome any fears or things that were holding you back in your soul's ascension to reach a spiritual realization by connecting your soul to your ultimate mission. So you had this kind of awakening, this Rahu Kitu energy just embroiling in your chart. And uh, because this was during that particular Mahadasha, you chose to rise above it. Now, there are people that go through intense spiritual experiences that can't handle it. The depression, the anxiety, the phobias are too much, especially if the people around them are not supportive of their spiritual experience. Some people experience it during their Saturn return. This clearly happened during your Rahu Mahadasha because you have full Kalsarpa yoga in your chart. But you know, what I tell people is if you find this yoga in your chart, it doesn't indicate success or failure. It's just how you work with the karmic forces that are basically trying to restrict you from your destiny and push through them in a way where you can live a fulfilling 
spiritual life. And I think that's basically the divine's way of, of moving you towards your higher self and towards your mission in this life is he was clearing out those inner blocks that were in place that were keeping you from really seeing uh, not just the outer world, but the inner world for what it was. Mm-hmm. So that's well, how I would describe it based on looking at your chart. And everybody has a different planet than and, and alignment and, <laughs> and configuration that uh, works for them. For me, it was Saturn return. Uh, but, you know, just to give you an idea, Nelson Mandela had this in his chart, the Kalsarpa oh. Yoga. And, you know, he paid a heavy price for his beliefs. Mm-hmm. He was put in prison for most of his life because he wanted to bring down apartheid. So it's not always the easiest yoga, but it's it, it can be a very beautiful yoga if it's used correctly. Well, and, you know, it, it's one of those things for anybody that has had these experiences that, again, you can't explain um, I mean, I literally was put in a psych ward at the end of it because, you know, uh, I was I was being, people thought I was actually trying to commit suicide. And, um, and believe me, I wasn't. Um, but, you know, it was like, I had, I had a friend who would receive messages and said, well, why do you think you were put in there to see if you're strong enough to get through it? And yes. so I'm actually saying that for the listeners. You go through things that you can't understand, but if you know in your heart, your soul, that whatever that experience was, you know, maybe there is this higher, there, there's this, anytime we can connect to our, the higher self perspective, anytime we can kind of remove ourselves from our humanness, we, we're, we're humans and we're going to have this human experience. But mm-hmm. when we're going through really difficult times, if we can pull ourselves out and connect to that higher place. And when I heard that, that made so much sense. And you look at people who may have had like psychotic breaks or things like that, we have no idea what it was that caused that. And maybe it isn't just with the mind mentally. You know, it's it's actually coming from a different perspective that they're not just crazy. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm the first one to admit, if I'm, I, I will totally say I could be totally crazy, you know, well, but that I makes can't, two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't, but we can't deny these things that have happened. And then when you have other people to confirm these things, then that's where it's like, okay, I know I didn't make that up, but I know that they're not making it up, you know? So it's just like, I guess the biggest thing is just saying, you know, just, just don't discount what it is, you know, don't be like, okay, I'm absolutely crazy because how could that have happened? The one thing that I was shown told was that anything can happen. And, you know, it's like, there's so much that we don't understand in this world. And, you know, but eventually I guess we all get there, (laughs) which is a beautiful way of looking at it. But, um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm being really called to say for people that have gone through those things, it's like, you know, don't just say you're, you, you just write it off as crazy. Maybe there's oh, something no. so much more. Yeah. I so, agree. This is not uncommon in the yoga community. I had a client who had a very rare and auspicious yoga in her chart. And I said, okay, this is not only in your main Rossi chart, your birth chart, it's in your dharmic chart, which is your D9. So uh, what about, I mean, this is basically the chart of a Vedantic priestess. 
So what is your connection to yoga? What is your connection to, uh, you know, just this Vedantic philosophy? And she said, well, she was a follower of a guru back in the 1960s. And uh, long story short, his kundalini became too much for him to handle along with a few of his followers and the organization got completely out of control and she was able to control the Kundalini. That's that Rahu Kitu energy, the nadis, the awakening mm -hmm. that I'm talking about. Not everybody can really handle the awakening very well because it's like getting bitten by a snake. If you don't keep the snake calm, you can suffer from a lot of psychological effects. Yeah. And so Yes. And especially the way other people see you because you're not the same person afterwards. And so she came in because she was able to control this and you could see it in her chart and she cleaned up the organization and helped a lot of the women that were being abused and, and other things that were going on. So it's just interesting that, you know, you find a, a yoga, which is an energy in someone's chart and you ask them about it. And there is a irony behind it. It's like, well, this happened, this happened, and this happened. And it's part of this dharmic path that they had signed up for. And it put her in touch with that, that higher self and development and allowed her to help other women that were basically trying to get out of the circumstances that they were in, in the sixties and seventies, because that wasn't an easy time for women. They were trying to break out of these molds that they had been put into for centuries so so i love the fact that it's 8 13 august 13th today and in eight days is when your episode's going to be coming out so if we look at eight as the number of infinity you know kind of mm -hmm. that was one of the symbols that showed up greatly that it's going to come out on august 21st and 8 21 is the day i say i challenged god <laughs> 17 years ago um because for those that know my story, that was, uh, it, it, I was the day before I was going to be getting married and it was torrential downpour and the reception was outside in the <laughs> courtyard of this hospital. And I said, if there truly is a God, he will not take this away from my father. And I hadn't used the word God in I don't know how many years. Mm. I always believed in a higher power, but I never used the word God. And then it was the most beautiful day. So on August 21st, 821, I say, I challenged God, 822, God showed up. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that was actually what I was, I was curious, what is up with 821? Because that was the name of my restaurant. That was the name of like, it, mm -hmm. you want to talk about something that just kept showing up, showing up, showing up. And so that's why I specifically was like, oh, Michelle Marie, will you please do an interview with me? So it comes out on this date to bring in this, this energy, really. Well, 821, depending on the year and the placement, is in Ashlesha. And Ashlesha Nakshatra is, like I said, it's the Nagas. It's the occult knowledge. It's the divine timing. Well, so this was 821, 2004. Okay, so it would have been, let's see, 821. I'm pulling up your chart here. That's okay. So yes, Rahu and Kitu were swapped again. That's what we were talking about. Let's see. Where is the sun on that day? Sun had just entered Ashlesha. That's kind of funny. It's called Ashlesha and my name's Alicia. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, Maga. It was actually, it's in Gandanta. So it's in between uh, Ashlesha and Maga and it just entered Maga. Now what that forms is something called a Gandanta. And a Gandanta in Vedic astrology is a karmic knot that forms between two signs. So you have 
Ashlisha, which is this um, divine occult energy entering Maga, which is more of a material, uh, how do I say this, fire energy. So it's a big jump. It's a lot of change was taking place during that week. And the sun does this Gandanta every year. Let's see. Uh, the sun, Mars, Mercury, and Jupiter were all in Leo, which is interesting. Let's see. It looks like they were all in, yep. And Ketu and Moon were conjunct. Now, Ketu is the, the, that's the nodes again. And if I look at your natal chart, Ketu was going over your Rahu and Rahu was going over your Ketu. We talked about that. So your nodes were fully activated. And yeah, so again, what's interesting with the moon being on Kitu is Kitu's headless. So what that basically means is the ego is gone. So you replace your own individuality, your own jiva, which is the self with uh, the Godhead when, you, when you're speaking of Kitu. And that's kind of the role. Kitu can give moksha, which is self-liberation. It's, it's, uh, it's a way to... Uh, step out of our individuality and into the totality of the source of God, of the divine. So that was going on and on that day too. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot. And I mean, a lot of energy, that, but just the nodes going over themselves is a big enough energy to note, especially with your Cal Sarpa yoga. So yeah. well, I'm sure course, today the is the day that... <laughs> Well, I'm sure for the listeners, like, wait, it's like, what's this? What's that? But, you know, it's like for. Well, well, if anyone has questions for me when they have a reading, I go, I go into detail. I put it in terms that they can understand. It's not just me saying these words that people don't necessarily follow. But uh, yeah, the energies were in place uh, for some amazing miracles to happen. So that's pretty amazing that that happened. And uh, well, it, 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 um, everything that you say and so i'll be as a, a testimony for everything that you say is i mean you're so spot on with you know these things have been going on for years and years in my life that were just like they don't make sense but then you're the one that brings the clarification and so for the for the listeners you want to you know you, you want to uh, have some understanding of your life and why you go through what you do and definitely connect with Michelle Marie and uh, have a reading done because you will just absolutely love it. So, so Michelle, how can people connect with you? Oh, well, they can find me at astrologicaltarot.com. On Instagram, I'm at Astrological Tarot. That's the main platform that I use. And I just recently got on TikTok, Astrological Tarot, but I'm still figuring the platform out. And I know your TikToks are great. <laughs> thank you. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Astrological Tarot Reader. So there's a lot of ways to get in touch with me. Um, but my email is info at astrologicaltarot.com. So I'm pretty easy to reach. <laughs> yeah. And, but I just, I love how you're able to, you really create this, you create the science to go along with, I mean, because that's how you, that's actually one of the things that you loved about from our previous conversation is the science, like almost basis, like it, it really does create a foundation so that it's not just this, you know, as what, what people want to say, it's just this woo-woo way of looking at things like they're, it's so exact, it's so precise. Yes. 
it is uh, down to the degree, down to the second by which you were born. Like I, I said that quote earlier from Yogananda that you can look at a person's individual soul and where they're at in their development by looking at their astrological chart. And it really is a, a beautiful picture of where, they're, where they are, where they're going and where they end up. So it's, it's such a beautiful science. And again, it's based on uh, the calculations of the planets, of the stars, of the nodes, of secret points and yogic points that were uh, passed down by the ancient rishis of India. And it's a great way of, of really peeling back the layers of the onion, getting to know the self within. And I highly recommend that, that people look into getting their chart read so that they can see where they're at, what they can expect, and also evaluate their, their beautiful strengths and, and look at their weaknesses in the, in the light of day too, because that can help us grow and, and develop into the, the beautiful souls that we're supposed to be. Well, I'm being guided to share a message, which is so for the listeners, the messages, I did not channel these messages. It was someone else that I connected to that wrote, that channeled the messages that I'm guided to, to share and, and the very specific times and why this one is so important is that it came out on the anniversary of what was this experience that I had on May 10th. So again, my experience was on May 10th, 2015. I didn't meet this person until a year later. So it was on the one year, or it was on that anniversary of her writing of May 10th. So it came out on May 10th, 2017. But this is the message. And you can take it for however it is. And, um, and I wanna say when I, when I did connect to this God energy, it was God is love with the most awesome sense of humor. God's kind of like so modern, so cool. There is a female energy connected to it too. So it's not just all masculine. You know, it's, it, there's something so much greater. That was one of the things. And the biggest message I was always given was life is good. Life is good, no matter what happens, life is good. And then there was the little wink would happen in this experience. And that's how I represent Winky in, you know, in the logo. But this was the message that came out. And it says, all that is known is interpreted by those who receive what has been known and will be known through the spiritual awareness of the receiver. The truths that are embraced are but a mere pittance of that which is the full scope of my divinity and sanctification. Let not their limitations cause doubt in your mind. That which is to come is greater than can be imagined. Again, my word has always been and always will be. Lack of awareness provides for a limited path into the knowledge of that which is me. And so I think that if we start taking the beautiful divine words that are out there for all of it, you know, we can look at the Bible, we can look at the Torah, we can look at the Quran, we can look at all of it. All that I, I would say the Hindu one, but I can never say it, you know. Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> there you go. You said it. What if we start, you know, the Tao, we just start putting it all together and we see the divineness and the oneness. And then let's now add some astrology and tarot into that, which we didn't even actually, we got to go into the tarot side just a little bit. I, I just realized this. I'm like, wait a second. We did not even touch on that side. So can we, as we're wrapping this up, so what does the tarot side do in addition with the astrology? 
Well, astrology tells a story just like the tarot tells a story. So when I'm giving someone a reading, whether I'm using karma cards or nakshatra cards or the Rider weight, I do what's called tarot scopes. And I look at their chart and I also look at what the cards are telling me because, you know, myrony works in the moment. I'm sitting across from this particular energy right now and they're asking me a question and the divine, which is in all things, is going to give me an answer. And you come in with that truth and you approach it with that truth and then like i said i for some reason i get movies in my head and i tell them what i'm seeing so that's kind of how the tarot works and i didn't really get into tarot until uh i was going through my divorce and my intuition was not strong at all i was coming off of whatever they were they were giving me i actually found out later what it was but that i was coming down on that and i just didn't have the uh the mind to really uh, be able to think clearly or cognitively or deal with the situation that I was in. So I would do spreads and look at the meanings and then try to uh, cognize what was going on in that moment. And like, for instance, I would pull the uh, seven of swords and it's like, okay, that's the thief. What's going to happen today? And I find out he's like jacked up another $50,000 in my name and credit cards. It's like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. So it, it, it kind of prepared me for what was coming because I didn't have a lot of the, um, I wasn't on my full cylinder, so to speak. And so I think that the tarot can be an excellent tool, especially when combined with astrology and other methodologies that you talked about as a way, a pictorial way to tell a story and to provide a more uh, holistic approach to your readings. Like for instance, uh, I did a reading for someone the other day and I used uh, Barry, Brian Weiss's past life. I was just about to bring up, you have the Brian Weiss. Oracle deck, yes. Yes, and I I literally was just about to be like, wait a second, you have a Brian Weiss one, so. And it's great for, you know, if someone wants to know about their past lives or they're trying to get through some blocks, especially if they're going through Kitu Dasha, because what that Dasha does in someone's life at seven years long is it forces them to come up and face their past karma, their past lives, and to deal with a lot of those energies. And it's very difficult. And so uh, if they are going through that Dasha, for example, I'll, I'll bring out this deck and they'll ask a few questions. Like I'm connected to Italy was one of the questions that I was asked yesterday and Italy came up and I'm like, well, your higher self is pretty loud. <laughs> so, or um, I, I want to know about this or that, or who was my mother for me in a past life? And I said, oh, okay. And then that came up. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a way of kind of, I, I can kind of get, pictures or visuals sometimes, but it's nice to have a little, a little help. So yeah. Okay. So, so that's what it, it, it is. It gives that almost like that little bit of um, inspiration to your intuition. <laughs> yes. And it's great for the client too, because they see me shuffling and I pull a card and it says Italy and they're like, ah, it's like that myrony moment that you, that you follow. It's of all the cards in this deck, that one came up. So it's just, it's confirming that their own intuition is correct because this, I have a connection to this country. What is it? Da, 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 da. I felt like I was this, I was that. I'm like, you were a mother in Italy. Well, of course you were worshiped mothers in Italy. So it's, uh, it's just a way of, of not only relying on my own intuition, but providing that confirmation that the client's intuition is spot on because we all have our own gifts. 
Yes, so. we all have it. And we, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't want to call it a gift. No, it's like, no, call it a gift because we all have it. We, we've all been given it. It's just whether or not we tap into it. So, um, but I just, I mean, everything you do, you know, I just absolutely love You're, you. You are, you are such the real deal. If I want to say anything, like in a way of like how thorough, how you really break it down in a way that's understandable, but then it does give this beautiful confirmation on other levels. So, so all listeners, you definitely want to do a reading with Michelle Marie. And um, so uh, again, what's the, what's the best way is astrologicaltarot.com or at astrologicaltarot on Instagram. Okay, perfect. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. This was so fun. I couldn't have asked for anything more to help ring in this uh, one year anniversary of this podcast. This is going to be coming out on August 21st and, and sharing what that number was connected to it and, <laughs> and, and, and everything. So I'm just so beyond honored, blessed, and, you know, just so grateful for everything, for, for who you are and everything you do and just uh, to have my connection to you. So and vice I versa. Hope, well, and I hope all the listeners are like, yes, I need to connect with her too. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again, Michelle, to the listeners. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic. It's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.